One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Witch, please stop subconsciously hating yourself, shooting all over yourself. And for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some shit, wait, are you really gonna bleep out shit? I can't say shit. This is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahknauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's Leah Knauer. And Rachel LaForest, and you're listening to Basic Witches. Today in the studio, we have Jocelyn Davis. Yes, I know Jocelyn from when I worked at Clever the first time, and she is just the best. She's been on The Amazing Race. She's all over the internet. She has some wild stories. (laughs) Yes. She has a podcast called Oversharing. She's just the best. You're going to love her. We talk about sharing, oversharing, not sharing. Um, And yeah, there's there's some juicy goodness in this one. And spooky stories. Ooh, goosebumps. Love it. Great reading. Stick around for the end. If you want to get your own readings with us, you've got to join the Patreon. We were just catching up with one of our favorite patrons today and uh, seeing how she's doing in life and like talking about the crazy readings we've had. And it's it's just so cool to connect and pull directly for you listeners. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even realize that if you're a patron, you can video in on our Blazon on Tuesdays at 555 p.m. PST on our Instagram. So join our Patreon. Come join the coven. Be a part of the magic. Support the show that you love. And then video in with us on Tuesdays. Oh, we can't wait to see you there, witches. Now enjoy this episode with Jocelyn Davis. Where are you? Are you, are you at the Davis Resort? <laughs> the Davis Oasis, my parents' house. No, I'm at my house. I'm at my house. So like, we live in a very small place. So I'm in the bedroom. And then my husband, Chris, is in the other part of the house because there's basically <laughs> only two parts the main part of the house or this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Love it. This is my office, I guess. 
just on my bed with all my pillows behind me. I love it. I really, really, really want to come to your beautiful place that you're building. Can you tell, tell us about that, how that came to be? Sure. So are we going by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. I love that. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So before COVID happened, my husband, who's always worked in real estate, um, we had flipped a few houses together. We did this place where he was my agent. That's not how we met. He was my real estate agent. Um, And so we flipped my place, which is where we live now, when I first bought it, because I don't know if you know this, Leah, because I've known Leah for a while. Do you know who used to live in my condo before I bought it? This is really weird, you guys. Who? Omarosa from Celebrity Apprentice, who like worked in the Trump administration. No way. (laughs) What a world. I know. know. Her and her mom lived here together, and I still receive some of her mail. (gasps) I I don't open it because I know that's a federal offense. so crazy. You can tell us um, off air if you open it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, and I'm sure you guys will appreciate this too, but I was just like, yeah, it's cool that she lived here, but I just feel like I have to start over. So I ripped everything out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And um, so that's how we kind of got into, I guess, flipping or renovation originally. And now over the last year, we flipped seven houses and (sighs) some of them are, you know, being sold like traditional Like we buy you guys the worst houses, like places that have been on the market for like a year that are like partially burned down that no one Mm. wants. And we try to bring them back to life. Uh But one of them that we're working on specifically is an Airbnb in Phoenix. And it's kind of like a desert oasis vibe. So yes, absolutely. Please come visit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty much done for the most part. So, but yeah, it's been a labor of love. So cool. I I can tell. And like, I love real estate. My dad is in real estate. So I just like grew up taking it in. I fucking love open houses. I love flipping houses, like all of that stuff. So like, what is the creation like for you? Does it feel like a spiritual experience when you're flipping, like taking something that's dead and like, you know, and making it reborn basically? Oh, well, I love that you're looking at it like that because- (laughs) You know, listen, my husband and I are very spiritual people anyway. So I guess at the core of everything we do and how we live our lives, that is like the origin of where we're coming from. I've never thought about flipping homes or real estate as a spiritual experience, but I like the way that you're framing that. I feel like it's a lot less potentially stressful that way. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, it gives it purpose. Right? There's something so beautiful about, I mean, like I said, these houses that we're buying, especially for the flips are so bad. No one loves them. Some of them have been, you know, left vacant for years on end. They're really in bad shape because that's, you know, the kind of houses that we want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Flipping is like really making the community better by buying these like rundown places and and hopefully making them beautiful and mm-hmm. a home to, you know, a family or a great person or whatever. And to be a part of like someone's home because I think home is such a important place and such yeah. a sacred place is so cool you know, I'm just like the only bummer is I'm like I want to like go, go back and knock on their door and be like how's it going but like <laughs> oh I know I would want to see yeah I would want that update of like how did they decorate did they are they appreciating the space right you know yes 
It's so interesting because my sister who's been on the show a couple of times, Angie just moved into her house that they flipped. They, they bought a fixer upper and it was like a couple. So it would have been like you and your husband and they flipped it. Um, and they just moved in and we were reflecting yesterday how like, wow, you, you, you know, you signed the papers in January and then all this renovation happened. Now you're finally moving in. And like, it is such a big part of life to, if you get to that point of owning a home, like, whoa, especially in a place like, well, anywhere in America right now, the housing market's so wild, but especially in a place like LA where it feels nearly impossible to mm-hmm. find a rental, let alone mm-hmm. buy a place. Like, let's be real. I know. But there is something so beautiful and special about having the opportunity to do a renovation project or make your house your own. I definitely don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. It's not for everyone. But, you know, to look around and be like looking at the details and be like, oh, I did that. Or like, it was so cool when we did that together and have all those memories kind of built in. Um, not all the memories are great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. really, really cool. So like if anyone who's listening is like curious about doing that kind of stuff, I say explore it, but um, don't ever dabble in plumbing or electricity. <laughs> Always hire an expert for that. Good to know. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. That's like, I hire an expert for reading my chart. I don't know how to read my chart. I'm like, <laughs> leave that to the experts. That's the plumbing <laughs> of the soul. Yes. <laughs> My cosmic plumbing needs a, a tune-up. Like I'm all about outsourcing to experts and I'm not scared yeah. of asking for help because- Good. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that. That just came up in my day today. Really? Friend, yeah. Cause it's so common. And a friend was sharing how it's hard, really hard for her to ask for help. And that used to be me too. I, mm. I didn't ask for help until I was 26 was the first time. The first what? time? Yeah. Oh yeah. But that I, I can, I mean that I consciously asked for help. Yeah. And that's not a healthy thing. I'm not proud of that at all. (laughs) Should have been asking for help way sooner. What were you asking for help for? Um, So I got dumped in an unexpectedly in an eight-year relationship where everything was tied in together. So I asked for help to be able to move financial help. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. Loved ones. Yeah. So hard. But but I developed that over hyper-independence, which is not healthy. It's a trauma response to try Mm -hmm. to do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing people who are like, I can ask for help. Well, it's not natural for me either. I think so I, how did you get there very, in my very old age? I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because when I first, I'm fiercely independent also, like I have all of the stereotypical traits of an oldest child. Oh. Like, you know, my husband and I were cracking up. I don't know where you guys fall on your birth order. If you have siblings or anything, um, we're both youngest. Are you? Okay. Yeah. So in my family, I mean, I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, I started doing my laundry in third grade. Like my mom was just, my mom worked like yep. had three small children. She didn't have time. Mm. And he's like laughing. He's like, I think I learned when I was 22. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Girl, same, literally same situation, packing my own lunches all the way till high school. It wasn't till high school when my mom had time. Cause she was working too. Yeah. She had eight kids. So both my parents had to work all the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. You have a big family and yeah, you're crazy. the youngest out of eight. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So I've how so- did you go from like, so what, yeah. How did you realize that you do need to let people in to help you? You know what? It was really meeting my husband. So I met my husband when I was 33. 
So Ooh, witchy. Whatever. What is age? Honestly, oh, like seriously. I'm I'm just working towards J whatever JLo's doing. <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, oh, I got married like later in life. But like, what does that even mean? I think that's so stupid. So I just I got married at the right time for me. You know, that's yeah. how it hell yeah. And I think meeting him you know, I was like more open to being vulnerable to ask for help because he mm-hmm. really wanted to help me with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, for example, I was moving and I just couldn't bring myself to ask him to help me. And he was like mad about it, yes. <laughs> you know, so that was like mm-hmm. the, the entry level sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's probably like, Oh man, that was a slippery slope <laughs> trying to get me to like tire shoes, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been, uh, a learning kind of like a learning curve when it comes to asking for help in my personal life, professionally, it hasn't been as hard for me. Like I'm a team player. Mm -hmm. I like working with other people. So in that way, I guess I love asking for help because I enjoy working with others, not just being like a lone wolf professionally, at least. Yeah. And what were the feelings that when it used to not be easy to ask for help? And, and like you would approach it, what kind of feelings came up if you thought, oh, I'm going to have to ask for help? Yeah. I hated that. Hated it. Like, <laughs> like anger. Yeah. No, like just discomfort. Ooh. I would say, um, I am definitely open to saying that it's hard for me to be vulnerable. I think mm. in general, you're doing like, great. This whole conversation, you've been vulnerable. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and I, what think, is your sign? Uh, Taurus. Ah, um, so not as mushy, truly. (laughs) There are some things I'm, I'm still like, nope, that's, I'm not letting people into that, or I'm not going to talk about that. Or, and those, I think that's also some of that's like maybe healthy, some's unhealthy, Mm -hmm. but I think it's okay to keep some things for yourself, you know? Yes, Mm -hmm. Jocelyn, totally agree. Maybe I'm old, but like sometimes on the internet and I've been online, you guys, like I'm a dinosaur, but sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, like maybe just why, why'd you share that? Just wait five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Are you guys really comfortable just like letting it all loose or not really? Thank you for asking. With the internet, do you mean? No, just in life. Vulnerability, she's saying. Mm. Like. Oh, it, I mean, it's it's a struggle. I don't know if you know this, Jocelyn, but I went to rehab when I was 19, and that is truly where I learned vulnerability. Like, I did not see intimacy or vulnerable conversations modeled in my home. Did not. I heard yelling. I heard name calling. I did not hear heartfelt honesty. Um, that makes me, like, choked up. Yeah, I was going to say, there's emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So rehab and, like, going to A a meetings was the first time where I learned that like it's okay to a not be perfect b ask for help and like to talk about like horrible things because this is life and Mm -hmm. no one like gets out unscathed we all go through horrible crazy things that are like unpredictable so when you are able to find community and talk about it that's when the healing actually happens oh my gosh Mm -hmm. absolutely and I think what's so cool and I did know that. I think you've shared it on online, but we've never talked about it before. Mm. But I think the cool thing about life is like, you know, you went through that at such a young age and like the buck stops there. Now you can do whatever you want uh-huh. as you create a family of whatever that looks like for you, family, yeah. friends, children in the future, whatever. And you can create the space that you want to have. And it can be different mm-hmm. because you're choosing to make those, cho- to, to live in a certain way. And I think that's- Conscious. 
that's the cool, like empowering thing that you get out of those experiences. Yeah, Totally. I told my therapist in rehab, I was like, well, now I have to be famous. Cause like every celebrity goes to rehab. So like I got it done early. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And you're on girl. your way. Oh my you're God. You're on your girl. way, girl. <laughs> Actually today is my 10 year anniversary in Los Angeles. And I that's when it today. Happened. 10 years ago. Wow. Oh my gosh. So what led you out here? Was it fame and fortune? Um, Acting. Yeah. And I've wanted to be an actor since I was six. And that was why I went to rehab is because I was in college and I didn't want to be, I was fucking miserable. Um, Yeah. And then I moved here at 19, only months after getting out of rehab, which is insane. I'm sure a lot of people were like, that's not the move. It's not the move, but it was the move. It worked out. It worked out. It did work out. (laughs) You were were listening to your intuition. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was. And I haven't had, there's been a few slip ups, of course, with alcohol where I like got into old patterns, but for the most part, I haven't had a problem with alcohol since. That's incredible that's a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment and I hope you're proud of it because you should Thank be you. that's thanks I come from a family both of my parents had siblings who were um se- very severe drug addicts mm. and my grandma was an alcoholic so mm. like I as a kid <laughs> and this is crazy but this my parents were like you yeah my parents were like this stops buck stops here this, these patterns are not going to continue on in our family. And I remember being in elementary school, you guys, and being like, today after school, I'm going to group therapy at my grandma's. Oh, your grandma's rehab. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to my grandma's in rehab right now. So we're going to family therapy. And like, people were probably like, what the hell is this kid talking about? But it was always just discussed. It was like, there no that's good. That's healthy. Um, yeah. It's also scary for kids, but like, I think it's worse to hide everything. Yes. The shame is like yes. what makes addiction worse and, and kind of anything worse is yeah. the shame and guilt and the stigma of feeling the need to hide something. Yes. So I love shame. that you were yes. like, just sharing it. That's important. Mm. I didn't know it wasn't normal. I was like, totally. I, I, and I mean, like, let's be real. Everyone has something going on in their lives that they don't feel comfortable sharing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's my parents though. That's mm-hmm. I'll shout out to them for, you know, being so like open, open. Us mm-hmm. as kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think just having that in my family background, I, I just give you even more props because that's not an easy mm-hmm. road to take. So thank you. Congrats. It's not. And that, mm-hmm. that brings us back to the notion you were asking about before Jocelyn of vulnerability and how much we share. And I feel like I've learned that sometimes being overtly forthcoming, isn't the most loving thing that I can mm-hmm. do for someone. So actually holding back sometimes is more loving because I think I, 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 the pendulum swung for me where I was maybe oversharing with a lot of people and I learned to kind of like bring it back kind of like vulnerability is a gift I'm giving them, but I don't owe it to them. Yes. No, mm-hmm. not at all. No, not at all. And I think I also like to think about like, who am I sharing this specific thing with? And is it someone who can go along with me on, I would say journey, but I'm kind of getting tired of that word. <laughs> yeah, what else kind of ruined it. <laughs> I like to say adventure, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm like, who, who's going to come with me on this adventure? And like, who can handle this information that it's not going to like 
ruin their life. You yes. know, and I'm not saying I'm hiding things. I'm just saying like, I try to think about that a little bit because, you know, some people, I just, I don't want them. I don't want to dump all my stuff on mm-hmm. some people, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have like different people in your life who can go with you on these different adventure moments. Kind of. Totally. Totally. I love that. Which is, we couldn't help but take a second away from this amazing episode to talk about our partner, BetterHelp. They are the premier place to go for online therapy. And you know, we talk a lot on the show about trauma and processing your own trauma, and therapy is so helpful for that. Especially with the internet, which we talked also a lot about on this episode. You know, we gotta take care of ourselves. And so why not do both in the same place? Uh, Get your online therapy from licensed professional therapists whenever and wherever you are. BetterHelp is here to help. And we are here to help with that witchy discount. Hell yeah. So use Basic Witches at checkout for 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash basicwitches. That's betterhelp.com slash basicwitches for 10% off your first month of therapy. Woohoo! We hope that helps. How did you meet Chris? I love love. I'm always like, so I grew up in the suburbs of LA in a city called Downey. And close to the glitz of Hollywood, but definitely small town vibes. And, you know, I had friends who did like commercials who were parents worked in the biz, but like my parents were like teachers. Like I grew up super normal. So I've always been the person who's like, I'm not, I'm not an LA person. I'm so not LA. Then I meet my husband through a reality show. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't know that. Which is like the most ridiculous thing of all time. Do tell. So years ago, probably around the time I met you, Leah. Yes, because I remember meeting him at the parade, at the Downey Parade with Clever that we went to. That is one of my favorite memories. We were in a parade together. The weirdest, (laughs) the best. Um, So yeah, so I and another coworker at the time at Clever, we were on The Amazing Race. They did a season of all the internet people. And I became really good friends with the casting director. And she's like now my fairy godmother. She introduced me to my husband. So um, he was not on the show, but we met through a casting director, which again, sounds very Hollywood. (laughs) She like casted this relationship. (laughs) Oh, and as it turns out, you guys, casting directors should be matchmakers. I mean, that makes sense, actually. Makes sense. They could see Mm -hmm. chemistry. That's their Mm -hmm. job. That's how we met. We met old-fashioned, like, through a mutual friend. Um, that makes me feel so good about having deleted all the apps not that long ago. Like it can yeah, happen. You got to do what works for you. I mean, my sister yeah. met mm-hmm. her husband online, so I know it works. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. And everybody meets online, but like, if you do, I love a good friend referral. Like, yeah. my God, <laughs> I love it. Like we need like a LinkedIn for dating girls. <laughs> yes. I guess that's what all the apps are, but I, well, but no, that's a good idea. No, yeah, actually, should like we edit that resume. out and, and and take that idea to the finish line? <laughs> yeah, I dated exactly. this person. Here's the reference. Here's their number. You can ask yeah. them how I was. <laughs> I don't know if you guys would agree with this or not. Like, because I was single, you know, forever till I met my husband. And I was the kind of person who was like, 
blind date, I'm down, I'm in. Cause I love just people, social, my life is a social experiment. I felt like <laughs> yes. the fascinating thing. I don't know if you guys have done a lot of blind dates from friends. Okay. Not online, but I feel like who your friends set you up with says a lot about what they think about you. Yeah. That yeah. had to reassess some of my friendships. Cause I was like, <laughs> you must be crazy. I'm like, this guy is like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not going to work. Like, you don't know me. We need to restart. Right. Wait, why was it so off? What happened? Just, I'm like, okay. I'm like, the only criteria is not that the person is alive. Like, we have to, like, have something in calm. Like, there has to be something happening here. Mm. And um, that was definitely not always the case. But I had a lot of very interesting experiences. I went on a date once with my aunt's dentist. That was bad. I mean, you guys, I would go on a date with anyone. Anyone. That's so fun. And um, so it was interesting. <laughs> so fun. It, all out. it all worked out. Yeah. What <laughs> was the amazing race like? Like that experience? It was so cool. It was awesome. I've always been very adventurous, like very into travel, have always loved the show, but you know, working at Clever all those years, and especially in the very early years when we first started the company, the concept that I could take any time off, like one day, let alone three weeks or a month or however long I was gone to do that, was just not a reality. Mm. So I just never thought something like that would be a possibility for me. So when it happened, I just thought it was like the coolest gift. And then to be a part of a season where it was all of these internet people, so I already knew a lot of the people. So it kind of added this interesting layer to the show where mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to screw over Tyler Oakley because like he has 5 million subscribers. <laughs> and like, that's what all of us were thinking. I'm not oh, even interesting. Wow. When this airs, your fans will come for me and I'm not doing it. Oh. So production had kind of a hard time with us wow. because we were too... We were nice. too polished. Yeah, we were too mm -hmm. nice to each other because we were like, uh-uh, I'm not getting canceled. I'm so sorry. I love this show, but I don't want to get canceled online when it airs. So I'm just going to keep it copacetic. Wow. <laughs> but it was great, you guys. It was so cool. I got to have so many experiences that I would never have otherwise, like running around inside the UN, like weird stuff that will what, never like, happen. Yeah, dude. That's um, why all those people were lucky to go on dates with you. You're fascinating. Yes. <laughs> so kind and generous. Thank you for saying that. But yeah, yeah no, it was really cool. Such a bucket list. Like sometimes I'll say like, I'm jealous of myself that I got to do it. That's hilarious. Like, that's, that's, how I feel. <laughs> um, that's an amazing show to just watch it be produced to the people who create that show. I don't even get it. I don't understand like just the passport stuff they have to do alone is like mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yeah. Probably so much work like in the back end. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you guys should go. The two well, of you. That would be fun. Shit, we should. I, I actually <laughs> applied with my ex, my now ex. <laughs> oh my God. But I, I thought we would have had a really good chance. And then COVID happened right when they were casting the most recent season. So, and then now we're broken up. But Leah, well, I would totally girl, do it with you. You have another partner if you and Leah want yeah. to play the cast. Leah's my fairy godmother. So <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Leah has done some reality too. Oh competition. Yeah. What shows? Wait, which one are you referring to? I've done a few. <laughs> wipe, wipe out. <laughs> well, I did wipe out. 
Leah did wipe out. I love this about Leah. Holy <laughs> shit. Injuries to your body. Was there any bodily harm done? Um, so the first course that I went through, you know, like a human being is controlling the buttons, right? It's not I, like just yeah. chance. It's like, chance. yeah. So like when the, when there's clips of people getting abused, it's like, that's a person fucking trying to hurt them. Anyway, <gasps> I did so, not know that. Damn. Yeah. So I got hurt. I got very hurt, not very hurt, but like bruised and sore. I got pushed into this freezing cold ice bath of mud and then when I came out they put the microphone immediately in my face they're like so how was it I literally couldn't speak I had the wind knocked out of me and I had like mud in my lungs and I couldn't speak for like 20 minutes afterwards so then they just interviewed my partner who was oh my, my ex god. actually oh my gosh that but it's such a good story that's so wild. It's so funny. It's so LA though. I feel like everyone you run into is like, yeah. oh, I was on The Voice or <laughs> right, I did one episode of X, Y, and Z. But did you guys hear about this reality show similar to Wipeout that was yeah. in production during COVID and had to shut down because everyone got diarrhea? What? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I feel oh. like spirits. apparently like it was some sort of water competition show and everyone got mm. diarrhea and that's like a no-no you cannot oh. like in a wa body of right. water they all started getting it and Fuck. the show got straight up canceled i'm like was that the plot of the show <laughs> yeah it got canceled it you'll google it after we're done chatting yeah, yeah. i think it was an nbc show oh my god that's Damn. so great think about like because we're all in this world, so we know, but for listeners, so much back-end work in development goes into getting a show to the stage of principal photography, just oh to getting to the stage of shooting a motion picture for t TV, whatever, like years of work, like, hundreds of thousands of hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, like honestly, and so many people are involved and then all of it just ends in shit. Like you're all literally honestly I don't know whether it's sad or like a badge of honor it's like so <laughs> ridiculous. I mean yeah the shit show literally go big or go home I don't know oh gosh that's so funny so okay I did a, a Watsky music video in in a full um like unitard suit so you you wouldn't know it's me but I'm like heavily featured as the blue like being in this I think so that's kind funny. of a funny I love that LA experience. Like they had to zip me in. Like, you know what I mean? My whole body was Dang, like a blue yeah. suit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. It's just such a fascinating Weird. world that we all work in. And like mm -hmm. just the stories that people <sighs> have of just really strange. <laughs> Leah and I used to do Christmas caroling. We were like paid Christmas carolers. <laughs> <laughs> in the South Bay. And we um like sang for Jimmy Kimmel once because his kid, he was like taking his kid out for the holidays. Like, what? It's just so weird. Mm -hmm. Holly weird. Holly it literally, weird. really, really is. But it's fun. It's an adventure. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> what are your other signs? Do you know? So you're a Taurus son. I, I have no okay. idea. My birthday's April 25th. Mm -hmm. Um, my sister actually, interestingly, were one day apart. Her birthday is April 24th. And we made the mistake of doing the math once. Like, why are we both born? So gross, whatever. It's like literally, we we're born nine months or 10 months or whatever after our dad's birthday. So gross. Oh. So, oh. You know, that's what was going on there. 
Um, we made that mistake. I don't recommend anyone do the same as us. But no. that's why our birthdays are so close. That's so funny. You're, You're both the- giving you guys way too much information. <laughs> No, it's just enough. Remember when we talked about oversharing? No, I'm just kidding. It is <laughs> just enough. Wait, isn't that the name of your podcast? Yes. Oversharing. That, that, might, be why, that might be why that that might be why I have no boundaries at this point. I need to really get a little more healthy with what I'm sharing. Amazing. <laughs> well, what do you believe like spiritually? Are you religious? Yes. So Um, it's interesting because Chris and I talk about this all the time, like how powerful words are and how like even a word like religious or Christian or, you know, whatever other, you know, religious traditions are out there. It's like the moment you are like, this is what I am. It's like people make judgments, you know, and it's not even bad judgments always. It could be like something good they think about you. Yeah. They could trust you, you you know, describe yourself using powerful language so anyways like I guess yes the word I would that people would use is religious but there is something about that word that I've always like really struggled with because I think there's so much like negativity surrounding it which Mm -hmm. I think is rightly so also Mm -hmm. I think it's very valid um but yeah no I'm Christian and um you know I grew up in a family that was like very um like faith centric but like also not in the way that I think people think about, you know, my parents are very open, very loving, very, you know, like not, I guess, like super strict style people. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to party and have a good time, but they go to church on Sunday kind of people. So that's really the way that I was raised and the life that I've chosen for myself as an adult. It was never anything that was like forced upon me by my parents or my family that's nice and I just find that you know and that's something that Chris and I have in common too that was super important to me I know a lot of great interfaith couples but for us we wanted someone like to share in that with and that just has brought me so much peace in this mm-hmm. insane world that we live in mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful for it and mm-hmm. I think you know, I think people of all traditions or backgrounds or beliefs um, who have a spiritual connection, I just think there's something very grounding about it that I just would wish for everyone to find some level of like, whether through meditation or prayer mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But um, I've just found that it's brought me you know, happiness and sadness and all these things are fleeting, but I found that it's just brought me joy. That's mm. like more of a state of being. It's not. Wow. And, and, um, yeah, so I'm really grateful for it. I'm grateful that my family introduced it to me in a way that I could, you know, mm. make for my own as an adult. Yes. Cause I, I think a lot of people have very negative experiences, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much me. I'm very much like a spiritual person. I love that. And I think all of us are spiritual beings and mm-hmm. souls. And, you know, as I get older, I get like, I guess you would say kind of weirder. <laughs> I'm, How like, so? I'm like, oh, 
I'm like, I wonder if there's any like ghosts around me right now. Or like me and my husband, I'm like, do you think we'll be ghosts together someday? Like, what do you think we'll do? And basically my outcome is like, I don't know. I guess we'll just wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) So do you, do you believe in ghosts? Have you had like any ghost experiences? I definitely believe in spirits and the spirit realm, both good and bad. So I think Mm. that's why I'm very careful about, like, I'm very open, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm very careful about like what I open myself up to, because I think the spirit world is very real. And I think there's light and darkness in that world. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as like the ghost type stuff, I do think I've had encounter, I think I had one angel encounter. (gasps) You guys, I'm getting, I'm getting so weird. Wait, it's not weird to us us, though. We're witches. It's not weird. (laughs) So, um, so when I was a teenager, I was 13, 14, like old enough to kind of know what's going on in the world. Right. Uh Like I wasn't a little kid. I have very vivid memories of this. My family, we were driving home from, I think like a family reunion in Oklahoma. I don't know. It was somewhere really far away. And we were almost home to LA. We were driving through like Death Valley, which is called Death Valley because I think people die out there because it's so hot. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hot. People in things, um, yeah. My parents always had, my mom always had a Suburban, like the car of moms of the 90s. She had a sweet (laughs) tank of a Suburban. And we were driving across Death Valley and our car broke down and it was really weird. It was out of nowhere. Um, It was like a pretty new car and it was like peak summer, my family of five people in the suburban, just on the side of the road. And, you know, we had a cell phone as everyone did a family shared cell phone in 1993 or four or whatever. Um, The Zach Morris, like huge cell phone, gigantic. But I mean, reception in Death Valley in 1993, get out of town. So I remember thinking like, you know, this is bad. Like we could die out here. Like, you know, and I could tell my parents were kind of like trying to act normal, but they were panicked. Mm -hmm. We're out there for a while. It was starting to get very hot. And then suddenly out of nowhere, this truck pulls up in front of us, brand new GMC truck pulls right in front of our suburban on the side of the road. And this very nice, like grandfatherly man with like the best energy, like you could just, I can still see him in my mind. Like he reminds me of my own grandpa gets out. He has the sunglasses, he's like grandpa Ray-Bans on and his grandpa outfit. And he comes over and he's like, Oh, let me help you guys fix your car. Like what's going on. So sure enough, this guy, you know, helps my parents. Like, I don't know what he did. If he just had his jumper cables or what, and we're back in action. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go. My parents were like, well, give us your address. We want to send you something when we, we get home or whatever. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. So then my parents do what anyone who wants to be involved in illegal activity does. And they write down his license plate. <sighs> and you guys, here's where things get crazy. His license plate was God's GMC. Okay. And I was, my parents were like, oh, nice. It's someone who believes in God, whatever. So we go back to LA, we drive home. My parents do yet again, what is probably highly illegal. And they ask their friend who is LAPD to like run the plates and get the phone, get see if he, they can find this guy's address. You guys, the car does not exist. The car is not a car. There's no California black GMC truck with those license plates. It is not a thing. The car had never been made. The license plate did not exist. And I was just like, 
Okay. Holy shit. That was crazy. Literally, holy shit. Um, so holy. Anyway, that was like the craziest. I think and I was old like, enough. He was like, real? I mean, obviously, yes. but like, right? it, was like, it was not a floating, it wasn't like a floating ghost in like a white sheet. It was just like a normal grandpa. And um But was he real though? Was he? I don't know. So uh, that's like my one what did your my like parents, what did your parents say same thing they were just like whoa everybody <gasps> was blown away and even our friend who's the lapd he was like whoa everyone <gasps> talks about this story that's crazy we tell this story as like a party trick to people <laughs> yes. um, well it gave me goosebumps that's so cool so anywho so i'm just like you know I hope all this stuff is real because I think it's fun and I love it. And like, if I go back as a ghost and help people fix their cars. Yes. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool to just get to float in and like make people's day? Oh. Yes. But I just think there's so much more to this world. I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily have all the scientific answers for it. And I don't think anyone does really, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I feel good about it. And I feel pretty positive about it. So yeah, yeah. that's when I read your guys' um, podcast description, spiritual comedy. I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what the heck? That's, it's a, that's it's like amazing. The, yeah, it's it, it, like you said, it's a much more fun way to do life. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I really do. And I think when, you know, we hit this age as women, I don't know if you guys will agree with this. Guys don't have this. And I'm not putting guys down. It's just not a thing. Um, when you hit 13 or maybe even younger, nine, I don't know. It's like suddenly girls are not supposed to be funny anymore or weird. Mm. We're supposed to be sexy and hot. Mm. Like little girls, there was a study done recently that by age five, girls already believe they're less smart than boys. Mm. And I don't know, that just hit me so mm -hmm. hard. And I think, you know, it's just weird. Like guys aren't really like focused at age 12 on like, how do I look sexier and hotter? You know, they're yeah. more focused on how do I have fun? How do I, you know, play a practical joke on my buddy or whatever. It's mm -hmm. just, it's different. And so I've always tried like with everything I've done in my career to try to put that energy out there and like that having fun and being silly is something I take very seriously. Yes. 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 yes, 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 yes. Play and pleasure are so important. And those got taken away from especially women and others. Like anyone who's been oppressed and marginalized, like had to not think about those things for so long and not get to seek them. And that's why mm -hmm. I want, that's what we're trying to do is empower people to, to enjoy life more mm -hmm. through this Absolutely. show. And you know, life is not always easy. I definitely no am an optimist by, by nature, but I like to think of myself as like a, not a blind optimist. I think you also have to have your eyes open to the harsh and horrible realities that are happening in this world. Right. And how more, how much more incredible it is when people who've gone through unthinkable tragedies are able to find that inner peace and positivity. I think that is truly the biggest accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I down. think that's the key to life is trying to find a way to enjoy the light and the dark and get rid of this idea that it's ever going to be only light. We yes. were sold this idea that, that there's a way you could possibly seek being happy all the time. 
And it's like, which is, which is why your perspective is like the only thing you have for your whole life. And it can change. You can choose to change it. And it's so important to like, see the fun and see the love and still acknowledge the dark. The dark is still there. Absolutely. I think it's dangerous not to acknowledge it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it gets its like little talons in you. Right. You know, you don't even know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Witches. You heard us talking this episode about how important it is to take play and pleasure seriously. And I am titillated and so excited, just drooling, to tell you that we are freaking partnered with my favorite lube in the world, Uber Lube. Would you say you're uber excited? (laughs) I'm uber excited. Thank you, Leah. You always have my back. Um, Uber Lube has got your back, witches. It is premier lube, better than the rest. Taken from this witch who is a very sensitive skin person that is also a Scorpio who loves sex. So trust me when I tell you, this is actually non-irritating. It's the best lube I've ever had. It doesn't cause any reactions. It's odorless. It's like high grade lube. Uber Lube actually has your neck, your back, your pussy, and your crack. That's how much they gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) This is so true. You can use it anywhere. And you can even use it in your hair for anti-frizz. Or you can use it like if you do biking and you don't want to chafe any kind of sports that would have chafing. So not even just for sex. Get Uber Lube. We want to give you a special discount to get it. So use the code BASICWITCHES at checkout and we will give you a little 10% off, baby. So you can go to uberlube.com and use Basic Witches. Also, it's available on Amazon. Take your pick, witch. We know you're going to Uber love it. Now back to the episode. Well, you guys, I'm on this, I'm on this new wave of like, trying to actually enjoy the darkness too, like literally enjoy it. Not just, not just be aware of it, but like lean in and find value, like valuing that as much as I value the joy. Cause I, it's yeah, it it comes from this book, existential kink, um, by Dr. Carolyn Elliott. And, and it's like very young and it's about the subconscious, but I have to say, like, I think it's a key to life. I think it's unlocked some serious, like literally a key It's unlocked my experience because I'm trying to enjoy the whole experience, not just the light. And that's like super self-aware because I was thinking about this, um, today, actually my parents got into a near death accident six years ago, motorcycle accident. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was so, I'm still so amazed. My mom is like the best person I know. She's like Mary Poppins, but (laughs) the real life version. And I remember she barely survived and she was recovering for over a year. It's like actually a miracle that she lived. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can remember her like waking up from, she was in a coma and her being like, I just want to do a good job. And I'm like, with what? And she's like, I want to handle this right. Like and I'm just like, lady, you're crazy. I'm like, you're not even upset. And she's like, I just want to make sure that like in this adversity, I'm like doing the right things. And I'm like, oh gosh. So anyways, that really spoke to me that like Mm -hmm. in her darkest time, she was like sitting in it 
and experiencing experiencing it so that she could take away mm. intentionally the things mm. that she needed to and by doing that was like giving so much to the people around her which is like the craziest part beautiful and you know? very hard yeah, yeah. Like realizing what you guys by doing this show and you know having on so many great people and sharing being so vulnerable and sharing your own you know hardships and and great things in your life mm-hmm. are like helping other people so much. Oh, thanks so for saying much. that. Yeah. You Thank too. You. And near death experiences and trauma, like capital T trauma, where your, your life is at risk are, um, they do unlock something. They do unlock a way of seeing the world. I have to say it. And like, yeah, my a totally different person, you guys. Right? She had a, oh, she had really? a brain injury. Um, and <sighs> when I say different person, I don't mean like, oh, I'm living my life to the fullest. I mean, like she's different. <laughs> like her like her personality is different. Oh my gosh, Leah, we were just talking about this oh. personality parts of the brain with um, uh, Phineas Gage. Oh, how really? they figured that out. I got to listen to that. So what like forever changed personality? Yes. So, you know, um, it's very nuanced. Only the people closest to her would yeah. ever know. And I have to say the only people who are highly in tune with the personality differences that are obvious to me are me my brother, sister, dad, like our immediate family. And then my mom's sister. So like, mm. I think, I don't know if you guys have like, well, gosh, Rachel, you have seven siblings. That's crazy. It's <laughs> wild. But like for me, for example, I always think about like life partners and like now, you know, I have my husband, but like my first life partner was really my sister oh. because like, you know, we like shared a life together. We're like not <laughs> even two years apart. And so if anyone's going to know that your brain is different, it's going to be that life partner. Yeah. And, um, she just get like, she'll say like, for example, growing up, Mary Poppins would never use a bad word. She'll like drop F-bombs now. I'm like, who are you? My mom is like a <laughs> teacher. Okay. She's like literally Mary Poppins and she'll just say stuff. Like they could go F themselves. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so interesting though. Or like, uh, you know, she's recovering from these injuries and she had a lot of visitors and I was like, Hey mom, so-and-so came to visit. And she's like, why? That's so bizarre. <laughs> okay. Tell us how you really feel. So I feel like she did have a sense of freedom that was unlocked and wow. was, um, inhibited or something like not filtering maybe for yeah. pleasing others as much wow really great um and I think it's awesome hell she, yeah so cool great. fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would say okay well have you ever gotten your cards read or been to a psychic well I did do once with Lily, um, who's one of my business partners, longtime friend, we did, um, we got asked to go on this like psychics talk show or something. Oh my gosh. Again, weird. LA. Yeah. Yeah, it was very weird because, um, we got there. She was like, I feel like you guys are psychics. Why don't you guys just tell me what's going on? And like, <sighs> Lily is like, not at all like spiritual whatsoever (laughs) and we're sitting there and we're like what is happening and so I was just like trying to think of words you guys I was just like floundering I was like water (laughs) and she's like it's funny you would say because I love I just put in a swimming pool and I was like I don't know what's going on 
so that's my that's like my primary memory <laughs> from Wait, so she didn't even give you a reading or anything she just made you do the reading that was really weird it was we're I not mean, gonna do that to you yeah, we're not gonna that. for you right like <laughs> That, so interesting. that might have been a swindle might have been some swindling. <laughs> might have been actually yeah <laughs> um well we're gonna read your cards if you're open to it let's find out what's happening with me oh fuck yeah so do you have anything on your heart or mind that you want to talk about and then we can feel out what deck might answer it not really I'm so novice to this so dealer's choice Okay, what are you feeling, Iris? Yes, it's been a while that. since we've, we've used this one. Oof, that feels right, Leah. I have to say that feels really right for Jocelyn. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Jocelyn, while I shuffle the deck, look at those nails. Like? By the way, they're gorgeous. Uh, aren't they really pretty? Rachel yes. got me these. Um, oh, she said the nails. Oh, my <laughs> nails. Thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> missing well, a few you I could see looked really great for thank, my you. thank you um what would you like to ask about well she said general yeah oh, right okay mm-hmm. so let's let's breathe okay we're gonna inhale take a deep hold inhale. it at the top I heard juniper right away juniper what does that mean the tree ascent. Yeah, right? the scent, juniper. Yeah, the yeah, tree. I saw a dog. Do you have a dog or are you thinking about getting a pet? No. Okay. No, I, I like dogs though. Okay, wait. Like, was there a because I actually heard juniper breeze, which is totally like one of those bed bed bath and candle, or, right? Yeah, like bath and body works old yeah. scent, juniper breeze. Like apple pear body. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's like your sister's energy. I don't know. When you were younger. Okay, here we go. We got number five, fear that the light will bring judgment. Whoa, interesting. So Jocelyn, could you describe this card for listeners? It's a lantern with a bunch of eyeballs coming out of it. And then a, a, like a really gorgeous Smurf woman, blue, with her hands covering her face. So curious. So this, yeah, well, we were talking about social media and those are like a lot of eyes on you and judgment. We were talking about like how words have meaning and you can judge people from that. So this is interesting. This is what the book says. Also, we were talking about religion, fear, light, judgment. Mm -hmm. These were terms we brought up. Okay. The lantern. What'd you say? I was going to say it's interesting because I think, yeah, those are topics that make a lot of people uncomfortable yeah you know even like if I'll share with people like say like religion or faith or whatever sometimes when people ask and I don't know if you guys ever feel like this about your practices or beliefs but when you talk to people about them that you don't know obviously or that but maybe have inquired they've asked I don't usually give unsolicited information right um, that it makes people really uncomfortable Mm. and that experienced that before oh yeah yeah oh no well I think it makes Uh, them question themselves and like you said like like, yeah none of us really know yeah Mm -hmm. or bring maybe brings up like painful memories for people Mm -hmm. or Mm. I don't know I have no idea 
Okay, let's see what it says. The lantern brings its fiery gaze upon you. It is your time to be bathed in warm light. I wanted to feel that for a second. You have so many talents and wonderful qualities. Now is the time for them to be shown. There can be a fear that when the light shines on you to illuminate your positive qualities, that you will be vulnerable to others seeing your deepest secret places. Know that you only have to show or give that which feels comfortable to you. Boundaries. Let the light warm you, not burn you. I love that. I love that so much because, you know, like after being, a, I'm, a, I'm a dinosaur on the internet, you guys. I've been on YouTube. Shut up. I mean, relative to how long people have been on there. And I think there's this pressure to share everything. Right. You don't have to. You really, you don't owe people like every single morsel of what's going on with you. And I think you have to do what's best for you and your mental and emotional health. So if that's not, I mean, that might not mean sharing every single thing. And that's okay. And you can still be authentic. You're not, a lot. that's the other thing is like, you're not fake because you're not sharing everything. Yes, That's okay. Yes, you can yes. still be authentic without giving it all away. Yes. Also, I hope that warm light is taking me straight to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. You said it here first. Like you're getting to Hawaii, girl. Oh yeah. Manifest that in. I'll take any, I'll, anywhere. I'll take any. Um, <laughs> also how it said vulnerability and talking about how much you share. I mean, that was like exactly our conversation. What? It never ceases to amaze me. It's crazy. It's like, we're meant to be here, you know? Yeah. Like that card, that deck, that was all meant to be. Do you guys, um, share in this thought? And if you don't, that's okay. Um, like, are you big into like things are meant to be the way that they are for the most part? Or are you guys more like everything is random chance and like whatever Mm. happens, like super random. I do believe that there's a purpose for everything. And I believe that everything happens for me for my best possible outcome, including the trauma that I've had and the near-death experience. Yeah. So I do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to find sometimes. Like, you know, I had a friend, one of my best friends passed away recently, very tragically, very Mm. young. And, you know, like in some situations, I'm just like, it's, it's a struggle in those situations to be like, what, what is the why? Like what, Mm. and you know what, maybe there never will be one or maybe like 20 years from now, I'll be like, whoa, like X, Y, and Z happened. Yes. But I think that's why the practice of, and this is something I've gotten like a spiritual practice I've gotten really into is, um, the practice of remembrance and how important Mm. it is. Like for you, Leah, for example, to think about where was I 10 years ago? I wasn't living in LA. I hadn't done X, Y, and Z or even longer. Like I wasn't sober. I was living my life like this. And then to Mm -hmm. think of how far you've come and how fortunate you are and like all the awesome Mm -hmm. things you've had. Cause remembering can be painful, but I also think 
-hmm. it can be so filled with like gratitude also, you know? Absolutely. And that actually reminds me, I'm sure you were following the Gabby Petito case. So there was these, uh, this couple who had lost a child, a YouTuber couple, and they're the ones that found that had the footage of Gabby Petito's van, which is ultimately how they found Gabby. And I thought that was such a beautiful, you talk about remembrance. It's like, it's horrible what happened to their child, but in a, I'm like tearing up, but in a way the child is able to like live on in helping this other family. I have chills right now. Do you know it was their son's birthday that day too? Oh my God. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, I watched, I have goosebumps too. I was watching that video too. I watched their, their channel, that, that couple and you know, what an amazing thing to be able to like be such an important part of that case, but what a blessing to the two of them, to the parents, yes. to have that closure, to have that like feeling of peace of like, you know, in their son's memory, they were able to, you know, have this moment and be a part of something important. Mm-hmm. It's life is freaking crazy. It's life crazy. is absurd. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so that, crazy. That case was, that's just like, heart-wrenching so sad yeah and I do Mm -hmm. want to caveat and I love that again bringing it back to existential kink she brings this up um it's tough like I always want to be careful being white being privileged talking about thinking everything has a reason when when people will say why do we have starving people you know and like all these atrocities and human rights uh, atrocities happening all over the world I think the collective unconscious is causing that that needs healing and we need more women and others in positions of power to take care of everyone to heal that um yeah yeah. I just think like some people aren't getting to make choices so it's hard to so I don't believe that their lives are necessarily like playing out in this everything has a reason way because they didn't even get to make any choices yeah yeah I totally agree and that's like the struggle I think with that mindset is where does it start and where does it yeah. end? I saw a meme, you guys, that hit me to the effing core the other day. <laughs> I love it. And it said, um, you know, I was out, it was something like I asked God, like, why do you let such bad things happen to such nice people? And then God looked right back at me and said, why are you letting such bad things happen to such wonderful people? And I was like, holy shit. That doesn't strike you right here. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're aware enough and like able to, in our own journeys, in our own lives, help others. We can't just ask those questions of God or a higher power. We have to be like, doing wait asking ourselves like Mm. how i be of service yes yes Um, yes and that's why we need more people of you know different backgrounds of different races of different genders to be in positions of power yes to bring healing to these people who you know quite frankly not everything is happening for a reason in their lives right and it's like man you guys i just want everyone to realize we are on the same team because we're on this planet that's dying for our existence. And we have a pandemic showing that we have all this climate emergency showing it. We should just fucking be on the same team already, all humans. And there's enough for everyone. That's what's so frustrating is it's so abundant. There's enough resources, food, water, shelter for everyone. 100%. It also needs to be redistributed properly. It's crazy. And I think 
it's really hard and really uncomfortable to talk about some subjects that are so horrible, sex trafficking, mm, yeah. kids who are being treated so horribly in our country, in the foster care system, like mm. things that are so uncomfortable to sit in and really think about that. And, and listen, myself included, like, these are things that are hard for me to really think about, like, what do we do? Here, right, right. You know? um, but if we don't do it, like who is? Right. Who's gonna help these people? Who's gonna save these people? Like mm-hmm. we gotta figure it out. Everyone has to be doing it. We yeah. have to all do our part, do what we can. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we're just gonna have a crying circle though. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's turn to some gratitude. Um, but before we do, where can our listeners go and find you? Obviously, clever. Well, Anywhere I used else? Clever and oh. I was on Clever for 10 years. Okay. Right. Maybe longer, 11. Um, so there's a lot of videos. There's thousands that you can go rewatch <laughs> anytime you want. You can see me in my Justin Bieber glory. Okay. You can yes. see me interviewing like the Hannah Montana people, all the things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's lots of clever stuff, but I left there a few years ago and have been doing my own thing. Yes. I also have my own YouTube channel. But if you just search my name, Jocelyn Davis, you'll be overwhelmed. <laughs> <There's two laughs> I love that. All you have to I do is Google her. My YouTube channel, come to my Instagram. That's where I tend to hang out most often. Great. Yes, internet. In closing, a basic blessing. This is something we're each grateful for today. Any of us can start. I am grateful for breath and the ability to move my body. I'm grateful for my friends, including Leah, who've been my sponsors so that I don't reach out to guys that aren't good for me. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I'm grateful for my health. Mm -hmm. You know, I think over the last couple of years, we've seen how important just that bare necessity or that that bare thing is and I'm just so grateful that I'm healthy that I'm able to use my body you know yes it's good to be grateful for that every day you have it absolutely I'm super grateful for Botox I love <laughs> Botox I think yes. it's amazing I'm 39 you guys wow I definitely thought you're 32 oh my gosh I love you like for that. my age yeah 30 and, um, so yeah so I love injectables Oh my God. I love that. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, we'll have what JLo's having. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I hate it when people are like, I just drink water. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I drink water from my place that gives me Botox. Yeah. <laughs> In the lobby. It's Evian. In the lobby. It's really good. <laughs> oh thank, God, you thank you so, so much, much Jocelyn I adore you and love you so much yeah. this was so fun feeling so mutual um it's been so fun to just follow your journey or your adventure I should say and I love that you guys are doing this and I think you're so entertaining but I think you're giving people an introduction to this like deeper world that's very like fun and palatable but that I think will like really reach people. And I think life is short, you know, like let's just yeah. go deep. Let's do it. You know? oh, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.